0: to another episode of The Swamp and yes Rui is back he's back Russ did you but, miss but me? But Russ isn't. Russ is gone. He's <laughs> not here. He's, he's gone. No. no yeah, no, I did. I we, did, we, actually, yeah. We've actually finally managed to get two people back into the recording room at the same time. Not a mean feat, Russ. And,
1: yeah, it's not always that
0: easy when you've got lives to live, is that's, it? That's right. And you've got lurgies to get over, which yeah. um, hopefully are not going to annoy me this afternoon, but um, <laughs> I've still got a bit of a tickle in the throat, but definitely feeling much better than I had for a couple of weeks, Russ.
1: Yeah, it's good. You're not looking any better, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah you're, you're just feeling better, apparently.
0: Well, I, I always, I've always been told I've, I had a fantastic for radio, so yeah, yep, um, clearly that's the case. But um, what have we got on the menu today? Russ, what's happening this Sunday?
1: Um, we have a, a fairly mixed bag as usual. Um, I talk about the, um, the TV show The Mix. I think it's time we talked about The Mix because it's yeah, one of the I've best, best it's about the bit, only yeah. arts show on TV.
0: Yeah, it's been pretty scaled back, hasn't it? Man? Oh, it's crazy. It should yeah.
1: be like that. But speaking of the mix and arts, I guess there's something you might be talking about.
0: Yeah, well look, I, I can definitely tell you about a, um, a relatively disappointing experience um, having taken Taking the family um, last weekend to see the Van Gogh exhibition that's travelling, I think, Mm. around Australia, but he's certainly in Melbourne at the moment for another week or two, um, and certainly nothing to do with uh, Vincent, nothing to do with the quality (laughs) of the paintings, uh, Mm. but everything to do certainly with the gallery, and I guess um, just yet another take on capitalism that I'll allude more about shortly,
1: yeah. Yeah, well, so, yeah, there's a few more things, but, yeah, that'll keep us going for a little while, So,
0: so, yeah, so stay tuned and enjoy. Yeah.
1: Are you feeling swamped? I am so swamped, I just can't believe it. It's time for a new adventure. I think you're right. Yeah. A new
0: adventure in pop culture. A new adventure in pop culture.
2: About feeling swamped.
1: All right, uh, we're back. I'm going to talk a little bit about um, TV, Australian TV.
0: Um, There's actually,
1: believe it or not, there is actually is some good stuff, um, if you avoid the the mainstream TV channels mostly.
0: uh. Yeah, which, I mean, not that they were that watchable before, but they're even certainly less watchable now, Russ. But, um, but, you know, certainly on SBS and... um and uh, you know the the, AB, the good old good old auntie. Um, there's still some quality programming that that we do. We just yeah. don't do well. If anything, it actually, my would be more that we just don't get enough of it. Unfortunately, there's just not um, the money put into to, to to make more productions. Russell. Basically. Well, that is
1: the problem, and they're yeah. sort of compromising all the time because of that, and then yeah. showing stuff that probably shouldn't show. Um, but one thing they're they're still hanging on to is the concept of an art show um, that's been stripped back, as you say. But we still have the mix um, the show hosted by James. James Valentine, yep. so it's still going, and I'm finding it's still good value. I mean, especially if you're that way inclined, if you want to know something about what's going on in the arts. And, and I've said this before: there are radio programs dedicated to the arts, and I really think that's just the wrong medium because so much of it's visual, mate. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: So, so TV show um, featuring the arts makes sense to me. You can mm-hmm. you can emphasise the the visual and the the audio, yeah, and you can get to see what's happening at galleries. And so forth. And one of the things that were that they were featuring last week, um, which really um, enlightened me and, and really delighted me, I guess, was they did a, a little section on a thing called zines, as in magazines, as, yeah, as yeah, homemade yeah. zines yeah, absolutely. that people do. And I didn't even know there was actually a, um, a store in Melbourne called um, Sticking Institute, I think it's called. It's oh, on right. the Graves Subway just off um, Flinders Street. Yep, yep. Which which caters to zines. You can get all the most obscure zines that you you, you could ever want. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, and I love that idea. I love the idea of... Um, yeah, because I know...
0: With, um, I mean, I'm probably more familiar with them really from, from uh, in an online sense that, you know, digital e- or e-zines, or I think, yep. is the known, um, mm. you know, obviously because it's, it's, it, anybody can put that together mm. and, and and send out an e-zine on, on whatever it is to, mm. a, to a mailing list or whatever mm. has really taken off. But yep. you're specifically talking about old mail-out yep. e-zines. Old school right.
1: sort of photocopy yeah, well,
0: zines, you okay. know, yeah, you know yeah, limited edition. Yeah, like your old high school... Yeah, you know, high school um, um, yeah, month- monthly student paper or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: well, it, it's still yeah. a, a big thing for, for a lot of people. And in fact, the, right. that episode of The Mix um, featured um, a convention that went on in Sydney um, for zines where people, it was just a big room and people were selling and promoting the idea of zines. And right. we saw that in play. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, all, all the things that people do. And. Um, it got me thinking. I'd like to try try my hand at doing stuff like that. I mean, you could adapt home pages and blogs and in, in, in your own in your own way to a zine sort of format.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know,
1: yeah. I mean, in some ways, a blog—that's what a blog is—and you just mentioned yeah. it. You know, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like a, an online um, digital version of, of a zine.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think that you know, um, on the my relatively limited knowledge of um, yeah, but, but well, on anything, but let alone on um, zines <laughs> and um, and on the internet, um, but. Uh, I mean, it wasn't really till a whole lot of other sort of software and tools have, you know, more or less made it, um, well, you know, basically idiot proof that someone like me can, you know, put up a blog in, in 20 seconds or whatever yeah. using, um, you know, WordPress or whatever, so that, um, that, I, I'm assuming at least that that's maybe eaten a little bit into what was, you know, the, that traditional ground even of um, electronic um, mm-hmm. versions of um, e-zines. But, yeah. but the idea of basically having very, um, what, what I was going to say, obscure, they don't even have to be obscure, but very, very specific, um, you know, very targeted, um, you know, basically, mm-hmm. um, you know, publicity magazines to promote whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's your stamp collection yeah. or, um, you yeah, know, or, yeah. or, or, or whatever. There's, there's, you know, clearly an interest Out there and doing Mm. it, but um, Mm. yeah, the the self publishing tools now for people to be able to you know put these things together is is just fantastic. So, but I don't know, yeah, with the growth of. You know, blogs. In fact, I, I only saw something the other day, which I, I um, you know, don't quote me long because I haven't got it right, but it was some exponential number of blogs that are released each and every single day, of which, you know, probably, you know, out of let's say it's a thousand mm. blogs yeah, that get yeah. put up, you know, maybe three will have survived sort of week two. But mm. um, simply because it's so easy for people to put stuff out there, mm. what's much harder to do is, um, you know, to do it actually really well, uh, to, to, to take the time to, you know, really cultivate um, an audience and get. A bit of a following mm. and get something happening on your mm. blog. And mm. um, I guess e zines are a little bit like that, you know. But I assume they vary from the one or two page um, crap bowler to just really lovely, beautiful things that have been beautifully put together. Well, most of them
1: featured on the show um, right. look, look fabulous. Yeah. And I think, you yeah. know, that there's,
0: I wouldn't say. Yeah, labours of love.
1: And, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't, you know, I, yeah. I would say the quality is actually quite high in, in the zine culture. Right. You know, because people yeah. do put it, put their outfit in, and it's very homemade. It's, you know, it's like making your own quilts and quilt patterns or stuff like that it's very crafty yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah.
1: but yeah so um, Sticky Institute in the Grove Street this place I'm definitely want to check out and I have to thank um, the the mix for bringing that to my attention but there's one final thing I want to say before I get out on this segment Um, they featured this conference in Sydney and they interviewed a few people had stalls there, and there's this one person um, who I recognised um, by the, her name. Uh, her name was Bastian fox Phelan. and uh, and I know her because um, she was uh, she's a band member of a band uh, of a group I like called Moonsign, who we talked about here on, on the Swamp um, previously. Moonsign did a fabulous um, EP last year called If You Go, uh, right. which I, I caught on um, on Bandcamp and it was definitely one of my favourite things from last year. Um, They're a duo, Bastion and and a fellow, I I can't forget his name, but um, it was interesting to see Bastion, you know, someone who I knew about from another sort of area, you know, here being interviewed as an enthusiastic zine um, producer. And I guess the other thing I should say about Bastion is, um, Bastion um, is one of these... um, Her gender is very non-specific. I mean, if you saw her, you'd know what I mean because um, she presents as as a a woman very much as a woman with, with long hair with a little bow in her hair but a, a, a sort of
0: unkempt beard with right. a mustache <laughs> right so it reminds me of the um, what was the austrian chap on eurovision i just forgot his yeah, name yeah that's but, right that yeah, um yeah,
1: the the israeli yeah, singer yeah, yeah, well you yeah. know d- one of d- 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 not Darnie, but i've forgotten the name but anyway yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so she's yeah. one of those non gender specific right. um, individuals yeah, um so, certainly so her a bit voice, of mystery there and her voice is a, is a female voice for sure right. uh, the singing on if you go it's very feminine
0: yeah, so I'm just actually um, having a, a look at the uh, the website there for If You Go, Russ, and yep. just from the the, the kind of flavour there, is Definitely. it a, is it a little bit um, a like Gold Frappy kind yeah, of? It yeah, it is Gold Frappy.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. they, they describe themselves there as Dream Pop, I think it is. Right. Um, yeah.
0: And I've actually even found a note by our old friend Will Greaves. Yeah, Yeah. well, what what does Will say about them? Well, Will actually said that this is dreamy, mellow, sad, and wonderful stuff. I've been listening to it nonstop since I bought it. Bastion's vocals are so expressive and haunting. The songs are great. Definitely an album of the year for me. Favourite track? Hold for Follow Me. Well, good on you, Will. That's a, a... Brilliant, um, well,
1: thank you. Yeah. But knowing Will, um, I, I know his, his taste has changed. He actually prefers the title track there now. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, he's had a few more listens. Yeah, but. the title track is particular is is yeah. pretty wow. But so you you um, uh, you've only seen them play the ones or there? I
1: haven't the, seen the, them play at all. Oh, right? They don't, okay. they, they don't come down very often. Uh, you right. know. Okay. I think they're
0: Sydney based. Sydney based. Yeah. Right. Okay, yeah.
1: but it was just an unusual thing to because I'd seen a photo. Of, they've got a photo here, but this is a new one. They had an older photo where Bastion looked. Uh, I couldn't couldn't understand it. She looked like she had a little mustache. She says far right. away, and I thought, what's going on there? And and it was confirmed for me in this this interview on the mix. So um, right. good on you, Bastion. You sort of you freaked me out and and sort of made me think about things a bit more. <laughs> No, awesome. So while we're on the topic, let's just uh, have a listen to that fabulous uh, Moonsign song. If you go. <laughs>
2: spiral in the floor smile lean back trust in you
1: Fabulous, fabulous coughing there from Rui. No one does better than Rui, the cough. No and
0: one does it better.
1: I think it might have something to do with his, his enormous intake of cigarettes.
0: And strepsules.
1: And strepsules. So this is, um, yes, a word to the wise. Don't do it, people. Don't do it. Whatever you do, don't smoke. No. Um, well, still on the theme of TV, uh, there was a new show um, featured during the week that uh, was interesting to me, a show called Screenplay. Okay, I'm on saying. Seven Mate. Oh, right. On okay. one of the commercial stations.
0: No I wonder though. I didn't see it. No. Yeah.
1: Well, I, you know, that's right. I, I'm, I'm, I
0: was actually just surprised. You were, you were channel surfing? Or you I was You actually saw it in the guide? I or? was
1: surfing. Okay. And, and for some for reason, I just happened to see yeah. it in, 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 coming up next sort of thing. And it was fortunate because it's something I've been looking out for, screenplay. Screenplay is actually the new vehicle for um, someone who some people might know as um, Hex, who is the, one of the presenters on the Good Game show on ABC2. I'm the a, the yep. games show. Um, yep. yep, it's been a long-running show um, where, where they oh, review the video, games. video yes, games. Yeah, I do yeah. know who you mean. Which yeah, had yeah. Hex and um, Bajo, yep. Bajo yep. who we've been seeing on the Hoovians show, mm-hmm. um, ABC Two, um, and Hex left at the end of um, last year. She and um, her uh, other um, and another colleague um, called um, uh, Nick Boy. Uh, the two of them. Defected from the ABC2 and, and mm. defected to Channel 7 and um, with, with all this talk about uh, starting a new project, another games show, and it's taken this long and we, we finally um, have had a, a look at the first results in this show called Screenplay which was on uh, 10 o'clock Thursday night.
0: Right, and and is an ongoing series. It's an that's ongoing show, right. yes.
1: Yeah. And now Hex is going under her real name, which is Stephanie Bendix. And I'm, I think I will refer, refer to her as Steph Hex, because that's how I always think of her. Steph um, Hex. And I have to say, um, obviously it's been the opening show. Um, they're still working out some of the, the kinks in the program, but... Um, Yeah, I was a bit underwhelmed, I have to say. It didn't help that um, every once in a while they'd be in the middle of a segment and then these weird things came on where we'd see a... a an advertisement, I think, for a car. I, I think they're called ads. Is that right? Ad, the ads. Yes, those things. I, so I, I, I counted well, them before for yeah, a long very time. Very
0: anachronistic, but yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah well, yeah. that's right. Their the ads really get in the way. Um, and they right. cut the show down to something like 20 minutes at least.
0: And um, But it's interesting just, I think, even just, new probably the, the reasons why either, but just even the Channel 7, I'm mean, mm. assuming 7 may belongs to Channel 7, but yeah. that, um, uh, I know it's Mr Stokes, I forgot his first name, but um, Kerry. Kerry Stokes that, um that a show like this would get backing on Channel 7 is kind of interesting in itself. Um, well, it was interesting.
1: Yeah. There was a, like a little uh, prelude to the show, um, a little uh, funny comedy skit where um, Steph, Hex, and Nick Boy were being interviewed by this supposed exec from Seven Mate, which Just is how he described them mate and sort of... Trying to you know, tell tell them, well, you know, a Game show is not going to work on this 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 station because we're all about, you know, the the sporting and and the the and and, and wrestling and fighting and yes, Peck, Steph, and Mick Boy basically making the case that that's what they're all about too because games often do feature car racing games and they feature fight mm. fight games and mm. and they, it's a perfect fit really when you think about it yeah 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 and yeah. so that's the way they're selling it. Um, it was kind of interesting, you know, the way they started with that. Because, I mean, I, that was my thought too, um, mate. And 10 o'clock at night is not a great sort of... Yeah, because,
0: you, you, is this well, going to just die a very well, sad that's right. death you, straight you away? Do, <laughs> you
1: do wonder. Like, no, Good Game used to come on at 830 um on ABC2, which was a much better time slot. So yeah. we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, we'll i will find
0: an audience. Yeah. That's right. I'm not yeah. crazy
1: about the name. Oh, the screenplay. When, when I saw it in in the listings, I thought, oh, it's a, it's a show about screenwriting and, yep. and yep. filmmaking. Yeah, yeah. But I guess it's a pun on screen and play play being playing games, I guess. That was the best yeah. they could come up with, their, yeah. with their little brains trust. I well, don't know. I'm
0: assuming in your know, usual sort of commercial fashion, Russ, that um – It's only, you know, presumably a nice sort of compliment to um, the game that Mm. I'm assuming they've partly taken it on because the game actually did find an audience and Mm. it's quite a popular, um, you know, show. So, so here's just another take on that and wanting to take it, I guess, in another direction. But The commercial stations hoping to, you know, presumably cash in on on this audience. You know. Um, That's right. um, Yeah, because you can definitely see how how that would lend itself, um, at least the, the game show that I'm familiar with, you know, was all about, um, in, in the right sense of the word, doing, I thought, um, good reviews of, you know, new released games and um, them, you know, basically road-testing mm-hmm. games mm-hmm. and giving some feedback. Mm-hmm. But it really lends itself to monetizing obviously, and, yeah. and promoting games. Um, well, interesting.
1: Speaking know. of monetizing, one of the segments, um, Hex, Steph... Um, interviewed this um, fairly well-known um, voiceover games artist, uh, I think called John North or Mark North, something like that. North yep. was his surname. It was the voice of Nathan Drake of... Well, Uncharted. Uncharted, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's the yeah, one. Yeah. Uncharted, yeah. And, um, and for some reason she was giving him Tim Tams every time he, she, he, someone kind of got a question right. And I okay. thought that was a bit strange. But then later on in, one of the ads featured Tim Tams and so obviously it was a bit of a product placement. Yeah. And I think so there's a bit of that going on in this, this, this show... Um, um, it's as you say, pretty commercialised. They 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 fit in nicely with the whole yeah. sort of we've got ads that we've got to promote, and they and they had their own sponsors there who are mentioned, and there's also things like voiceover people who are doing various segments, you know, who are not Ste- uh, Steph Hex or, or, or Nick Boy, which is unusual, um, which was kind of annoying. Um, at one point, in fact, Nick Boy said, you know, he referred to him as the the voiceover boy. And it got me thinking. of An old film, um, Wayne's World. you remember Wayne's World? I do remember Wayne's World. That's what this show is, feels like. Like when Wayne's World, if you remember, recall it was a cable access TV show, very funky, and um, they had they played it out of their basement, and then these exec- executives get get hold of it and and they and they run it Trying on commercial TV, else, and, and they sanitize it completely <laughs> with, with this really <laughs> yes. boring boring guy doing the voiceover stuff. Yep. and it's kind of um, really falls flat for them, and and poor Wayne and Garth get a bit upset about this, how they've, they've ruined their show sure. because they've made yep. it look look all commercial. And and that's what this feels like. It's like the commercial um, antiseptic version of yeah, no, um, I, I, Good I, Game. I, yeah, as soon
0: as you said <laughs> to me that it was, um, you know, uh, uh, I, that I got that it was, you know, f- from, from the same people that were doing um, the, the game show on... on um, good um, Game. Yeah, or the Good Game on, on the ABC, that that yep. was my sense because particularly, probably everywhere, but especially in Australian... Um, I mean we could almost do a whole podcast it'd be quite interesting to do perhaps on um, mm. the amount of shows that were picked up having commenced yeah. on yeah. ABC or yeah. SBS but most shows that were then often commercialised how many be interested to know how many actually found anywhere near mm. the success that they had um, on yeah. the non-commercial stations because I think often the very reason why people were watching them and, and, and is, is because often the well firstly they're ad free mm. they don't have all of that kind mm. of sponsoring so you don't yeah. feel as if being sold to, and I'd like to think that depending on the type of program, and I'm not having to go here at um um at, at, at obviously the you know the the, the cast or producers of um, screenplay, screenplay not having seen it, but um you know that you know behind the scenes is there some pressure mm. you know to give certain reviews or whatever mm. because of the almighty dollar? Yeah.
1: And, um, well, my my feeling at the moment is, is no, they, yeah. they actually did um, some you know, good they,
0: reviews that they, seem to be you know fair, but. Yeah, so they, they gave they, some critical appraisal. Yeah, and, and they
1: trashed it, some of them. Right. So okay. you know, I mean, yeah, and, and, yeah. and like even that comment from Nick Boy about the the voiceover boy, I thought yeah, was yeah. an interesting, a revealing sort of. Uh, Comments, yeah, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, um, anyway, I will be continuing to watch this yeah, show yeah. With, with, with interest to see how it, 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 it progresses. Conti- progress and, One yeah. thing I would advise them to do: get rid of that fucking desk they've got. They're, they're sitting behind this desk now. Right. Okay. Good uh, it's game. Too big or well, it's I mean, in weird. good game, if you recall, good game, no, they were sitting on lounge chairs. They, they, they were, were sitting on lounge many, chairs. Yeah, there was no yeah, desk, and there was just relaxed. this camera going back and forth, yeah. usually going zooming to the right to get a close up yeah. on Hex and because she's a bit of a hottie. And now they're about point. behind this really awful desk, and mm. um, I don't like it. Yeah, get rid of the desk.
0: Um, but did it have some good things going for it? Well, it's obviously got enough that you'll give it at least yeah, for one sure. more episode. Well, I less. mean, yeah, so, I,
1: well, yeah. I, I like the, the format anyway. Yeah. I mean, that's what, what took, drew me to game. good game. Yeah. And I like Hex because he, he's a really good, well, Hex Steph. She's a good personality yeah. and a babe, as I've said before. But um, you actually
0: like the games.
1: And I like Nick yeah. Boy too. Yeah. Nick Boy, is, I think I prefer him over, over um, Barjo. Sorry, Barjo, but he was just, Barjo was a bit too manic for my liking. Um, Nick Boy's kind of, his, his sense of humour is a bit more in line yeah. with mine. I guess. Yeah. 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 But you can,
0: you can definitely commend it at this stage. Yeah. That's yeah, I just ho- I'm just look.
1: hoping they can get rid of those ads. I'm hoping they can give us more extended reviews like like they used to, we used to get twelve to fifteen minute reviews on good game. Yeah, they yeah. cut them down about five minutes. So you'd really get some depth on what the game w- yeah. was about
0: and yeah. Yeah,
1: so, so I want so, that. Yeah, that yeah. that's all the things I yeah. want. Well we hope you're listening, Hex. Yep. Um, yeah. Great. So welcome to Here's Another <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Swamped. Okay, now we're on The Swamp with Rui and Ross, and we're going to segue very nicely into Rui's talk about uh, the Van Gogh exhibition because we talked all about commercialism and... And yes, capitalism well, and well, well this, this was and- yeah,
0: sa- sadly probably the zenith of it, Russ. So I, I um, uh, had promised that I would take my, my my family to go and see the Van Gogh exhibition that we were all looking forward to, and um, yeah, there was a nice sort of lead up. We, we'd actually had caught uh, a nice interview on on the uh, um, ABC um, News Twenty Four Morning Program with Virginia, and they, they'd be, uh, been oh, yeah. interviewing. Um, I, if I've got this right, which I think I have, it might be uh, Van Gogh's brother. It might have been Theo's great granddaughter, I think it oh, was, wow. um, that, that was actually out here with the exhibition, because one of the things that was interesting wow. about this exhibition was, um, you know, clearly so many of Van Gogh's paintings, especially, you know, some of his most famous ones are actually in private hands and private collections, mm-hmm. but many of these had uh, not been exhibited before because they're actually uh, still in the Van Gogh family, and so she mm-hmm. was actually talking about, um, you know, stories of, you know, her, her grandmother and mother growing up in, ha- in, in, in houses, um, uh, uh, you know, being told not to play football indoors because um you know all of vincent's paintings (laughs) were sort of adorning walls. i mean i'm just sort of picturing these sort of (laughs) hallways of you know amazing amazing sort of you know um you know colored paintings all through this hallway Mm. and you know kids running around with you you know um dirty hands from jam tarts and playing football or whatever um which is um you know which is nice to think you know um anyway so so that was all great looked obviously forward to it and um and I mean, almost a case of like we were sort of almost treated to something so good that the only real problem was, um, I guess, just the organisation or whatever the viewpoint at um, you know, the Victorian Gallery of the Arts was that... Um, Yeah, right from the outset because I hadn't been very well. Normally for something like that, I would probably normally have sort of booked a Mm. ticket online knowing that mm, there might be a bit of a queue, might be wise to get a ticket, make sure we can get in and so forth. Um, And then pondering about that, I wonder whether I would have been even more annoyed with what I'm about to say had I gone to that trouble. Mm. Because sure enough, we get to the gallery and found a park. Um, There was clearly – didn't take too long under under the, the gallery, but there weren't too many spots left, so I knew there'd be a few people there. We get up. Upstairs, and clearly there's quite a crowd milling outside. What I didn't know, as we get into the the gallery's foyer and through the um, you know, the the, the, the lovely um uh, water water glass water featured um, yep. entrance. Um, is Well, the, the, then there's this, this uh, rows and rows of bollards. And as I'm getting closer, I'm thinking, like, no, that can't be the case. But, yes, it is. This is the queue to go and buy a ticket. So, sure <laughs> enough, we start snaking along. And I literally mean snaking along what would have been about 10 rows of bollards with about 50 people in each row snaking, um, you know, into the wow, entrance just wow. to try and um, mm. slow down, uh, well, well, I guess more from a public safety point of view of just trying to make it safe. So... Immediately, there was a sort of a sinking feeling of well, A, how long would this take? B, would the tickets run out? see with all of these amount of people, well, what was it going to be like? But, you know, as always, as this is running through my head, now we're sort of halfway through the snake in bollard, so I don't really want to mm. bail out now already yeah. having spent 20 minutes there. So cut a long story yeah. short, 40, 45 minutes later, we finally get our hot tickets in our hand and are looking forward to this until there's a sinking feeling that as soon as we walk in through the um, the entrance to, to the actual exhibition, it was sort of held in sort of three separate rooms at the at the gallery there, um, you just literally couldn't move. Mm. So, I mean, this was door-to-door people mm. from pushers yeah, yeah. and young people and old people. And there's something – I mean, I definitely want to say, look, it, it. I mean, it was exciting to see so many people from so many mm. different yeah, yeah, backgrounds yeah. and ages yeah. there that, um, you know, so often we talk about, you know, sport and whatever is a, such a big thing in Melbourne life, but mm. clearly it's got a, mm. a really strong artistic mm. – culture vulture, you know, heartbeat that's yeah. still there, which is awesome and that's yeah. great. But but I just thought that, um, you know, this thing had been totally sort of capitalised. So here you've got mm. the average mm. punter who's got no idea what he's going to find until he's bought the ticket – they know when they're selling you the ticket, that the chances of you actually getting to enjoy any of these paintings are going to be next to zero because mm. you actually literally can't see. And being at least of average height or a bit, a bit taller than many, mm. um, if mm. I couldn't mm. see, I can only imagine what it was like yeah. for a whole lot of other people yeah. there. Um, it was uncomfortable. It was dangerous. Um, mm. You know, um, there were certain points where, where literally I it was too hard to go backwards or forwards. So in the event of a fire or a drama or what would that have been like Um, but really like just on a common sense level why wouldn't you sell X amount of tickets and then you'd have to just turn around and say to people sorry but there's just too many people we can't sell anymore or expand the exhibition hours um, or maybe make it that look people could wait and maybe have like some sort of coffee co- you know, coffee kiosk there or whatever and just say to people look you'll, you'll be able to go in when X amount of people leave yeah, so yeah. that there's a certain amount of comfort because we know that you've probably come a long way to watch this probably once in a lifetime event for most people especially people who are not likely to travel to some mm. of the great galleries in Europe to ever get to see some of these works mm, and yeah. um, and just how much fun was that? I mean, I know one of the annoyances were people that were probably paying, I'm not sure, but, you know, probably $40, 50 60 $70 or more for those sort of guided tours with yeah, your earphones. Yeah. And I, I could see one guy just really getting frustrated. I'm assuming it's because he's constantly having to turn the thing on and off because he's never facing the right painting, yeah, the right sequence, because right. he can't see it in that way because yeah. he can't get to yeah. it. So, uh, you know, so wow. so it, it was a frustrating event. And, um Having said all of that, the bits I got to see were amazing mm. um, uh, I could only but highly recommend that if you can see the paintings in some other way at some other gallery please do mm. um, but don't go and see it at the um, the Melbourne Art Gallery for the mm. last week or two it's got going yeah. because unless you can possibly go during the week with less people than on a weekend mm. um, that was insane mm.
1: yeah. well did you like, at least have like a favourite that you saw or was anything that, that stood out that you thought
0: no look I, I mean, um, I mean look, one of the paintings that certainly had a lot of sort of posters up and um, actually at least that that was a nice touch was whilst we were standing uh, in one of the main foyers in these bollards waiting to get to the ticket counter uh, just don't know the name of the room there mm. at the gallery but looking up on the screen they had um, you know a huge um, uh, a television monitor with um, you know some of the paintings coming through on, on massive scale mm-hmm. and certainly one of the ones of um yeah you know, the I uh, just forgot the name but of uh a, you know, a bunch of haystacks in um in 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 summer was just yeah you know, really brilliant mm-hmm. but it had a particular f- actually that was a nice touch where a lot of people didn't spend time but when you first walked in there was a little 10 15 minute doco from mm-hmm. somewhere on yep. Van Gogh's um background that was actually quite interesting and that was the only time I actually got to sit mm-hmm. in the next hour was right at that start because okay. so many people were so keen to get to the paintings, and probably realised they were going to be struggling to see anything. They yeah. they were just bypassing the doco yeah, and go, yeah. <laughs> going straight through. So, okay. um, you know, it. it, it I mean, you, we might have been like at a Beatles show or something. It was just <laughs> insane, you know. Yeah, uh, well, I, so overall, yeah. a, bit, a bit disappointed by, yeah, that, by it. it sounds
1: like it. Yeah, yeah I, I guess the, the gallery people maybe justify it that. They, got, they allowed a lot of people to see the exhibition. Well, you know, yeah, it might yeah, be
0: yeah. their justification. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And, I mean, so, clearly it's been successful. Clearly it's been, it must be a big money. And I mean, I know these exhibitions must be expensive because of insurances and whatever to bring out here, but um, if most days were like this day, and we're yeah. talking, I mean, we went, we went to see it and the exhibition had already been going for six or seven weeks. Yeah. So to still be getting that kind of throughput, it's obviously been a – you know a really successful exhibition but but i just think overkill guys i think that you could have you know just done it a lot lot better well
1: hopefully they'll listen to you let's hope
2: Swamped. 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 do it like something again do it like something again do it like something again Swamp. do it like something again Swamp. do it like something again swarm do it like something again Swamped.
0: I'm feeling swamped. And so that's another wrap for another Sunday, Russ.
1: Yeah, finally we're back together again and hopefully we'll remain, but that's up to you, yeah, I think. Really?
0: Yeah, no, we'll look with, hopefully I'm on the back of this slurgy, so we expect to be at the same time, same place. Hopefully everyone enjoyed the show. See you soon. Bye.